This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and any education is incidental. While the host may use clean language, the content that you're talking about has no such guarantees. Between them, Heather and Nicole have over 40 years of music experience and over 40 years of dance. Point and Play is where they sit down with you to talk about their thoughts and opinions. Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm Nicole. And today we have a question from Ava that we are going to begin answering. So why do musicians talk about the same thing, but in two different ways all the time? Like how the sharp of one note being the flat of another, or a rhythm compressed being played at 2-2 time, but played half or as slow is the same as 4-4 time. But musicians act like these are two different things for some reason. So, uh, we are going to talk about a bunch of things in succession in our episodes. We have done a bunch of kind of dance-heavy first few episodes, and now we're going into a little bit more music-heavy first, uh, I almost said first few episodes again. Uh, <laughs> the next we had few. some dance-heavy episodes, now we're going to have some more music-heavy episodes. So, thank you for this question. Ava, it's a very good one, and it has a lot of pieces to it, and we are going to break those pieces apart. Uh, in our kind of our series for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about more than just what is in Ava's question, because quite frankly, there are a lot of things in music that seem incredibly arbitrary uh, and just don't make a lot of sense if you don't know what they are from or what they are accomplishing what's the tradition versus what's the practical use versus what yeah. did somebody do yeah once versus and just never also change? the history yeah it's kind of all wrapped up together and it's like it doesn't get explained south. very well because <laughs> that would be all of your music teacher's time <laughs> nikki it's like the uh cotillions in the south what their origin is and what they were for is very, we look at it now and go, what's the point? It's like, well, it had a point originally and now it's just yeah. tradition. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a lot of things. I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of things in cultures, mm -hmm. in culture in general and in like cultures, plural, that, you know, had a purpose. And then especially technolo as technology advances, there's a lot of things or, and as culture changes over time, there's a lot of things where if you look at any one particular culture, the answer is, well, now we do it because it's tradition, but originally it was because of X, Y, and Z. As and, well as like certain phrases and, and yeah, things. Like we, exactly. we hang up the phone, we roll up the window. <laughs> do you physically yeah, hang your those phone were on the wall? descriptive words <laughs> and now they're not anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Except and music, music is exactly the same way. There are things that had a purpose, and that purpose is, I don't want to call it outdated, but that purpose is kind of um, almost divorced from our typical music learning at this mm -hmm. point. So you don't need to understand the why it was done previously to be able to do it now. But if you right. understand why it was done previously, you understand why we think of it or come at it a certain way that we 
that we do now. And that's in music, that's in dance, that's in culture in general, that's in everything. Everything, yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's, you know, why uh, words develop the way they do, why certain styles of clothing develop the way they do, why you know, you do this thing, why certain traditions of, you know, we're not going to name this play developed because of specific things that happened. Um, right. So, yeah. So, we have- let's just TLDR some of the ones that are in our <laughs> question. We'll kind of outline a little bit some of the ones we're going to talk about. Um, not quite as in-depth as we will go into, but just to kind of give you all a, a taste for what we are going to be discussing. So... Uh, Ava says, "Why do we talk about two different ways?" So we have sharp versus okay. flat being over the same note, as well as yes. two two so, time versus two four or four four time being so the same thing, but with, sort of different. Starting with um, sharps and flats being on the over the same note. So your too long didn't read summary of. <laughs> Uh, the reason why is because the uh, the use of sharps and flats um, was to uh, originally, this is very, very pared down. Anyone who has more in-depth in this history is going to hate my answer, and I'm sorry. Uh, the original use was to be able to play what we now consider a major scale the way back when origins of uh but starting in a different place it was to set tone and to say we can move around because we started with and this is either i'm either oversimplifying or not simplifying enough and from anyone who knows better I realized that. <laughs> uh, we'll get into it. But originally you had what we now think of as our A, B, C, D, E, F, G keys. And a major scale in those keys starts on C. And our current day relative minor scale starts on A. But people wanted to play notes in between they wanted to play the other steps and so that's where we kind of created our our sharp and flat ideas now the reason why it matters that notes have both is because scales are to put it very simply a pattern a major scale is one kind of pattern a minor a relative minor is another pattern a harmonic minor is another pattern a melodic minor is still another pattern a whole tone scale is another pattern a chromatic a chromatic scale is still another pattern a um a blues scale is still another pattern and we need our patterns to still be the, the same scale is another one pattern what did you say I said the pentatonic scale. Oh, yeah. And pentatonic is, is still one. another one. Yeah. I love that one. It's so pretty. And then this is this is just looking at, like, what is on the, the sheet to be able to play. But then you also 
look at the instruments like Nicole and well, I talked about this that, a while ago. That has ago. less to do with why and yeah. way more to do with why certain instruments hate certain keys. But I was going to say like <laughs> they in terms of scales. why musicians talk about or oh, ref- yeah. like I'm I'm going to put this one in flat or I'm going to do sharps. Why they choose that is because they're composing for a specific instrument. And as Nikki had said to me, it is easier for some instruments to go lower off of a note versus having to go higher from a starter note because of, you know, how much space do you have on the string or mm-hmm. how easy is it to change your, your pitch on the wind instrument. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk about that as a topic too, I think. Uh, why certain instruments like or dislike certain keys. So with uh so that's kind of you know the the important thing about the sharps and flats is keeping the pattern the same and we will go into that in in our segment with that so what other um, ones do we have uh two two versus four four so this is going to branch this quite part of the question is going to branch several episodes so the next piece that directly re- relates to heather's personal conducting experience is that 2-2 and I'm not 100% certain if 2-2 was in kind of popularized became more of a thing purely because of this but it was definitely a major component uh in physical actual marches Mm. Uh, when you were playing a march, what is now called a march, and you were physically marching while you played the march. 2-2 lines up really well with your feet <laughs> in a way that 4-4 four, four does not, especially when you are playing faster. It's a weird sensory feeling thing, um, but it... it it lines up better, it's easier to count, it keeps you in step, and it's just it's easier to conduct when everyone is moving. Especially when you're again playing very fast. So to and we'll we'll get into like a little bit more of that. So coming coming off of that, we're gonna talk about, you know, Heather's marching experience. Heather is a conductor for the marching band. You know, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll talk about uh, different songs and different styles that originally f- were for specific things, and you know, even if even if those things are no longer put in the same context or in the same venue or paired with the thing they were originally meant to complement, the way we perform and the way we talk about certain styles of music and even why certain styles of music exist is still incredibly dependent on why it exists and what it is for and so there's you know there's reasons why 2-2 makes sense when you're playing a march it's because if you're physically marching it makes just a little bit more sense and now it loses some context when you play a march in a concert hall and you're like man why didn't we do this in (laughs) 4-4 and the conductor is up here like i am conducting 2-2 at 180 i don't know what you want from me (laughs) you know but but that's a thing where like if you're just sitting there as a student and you're playing a march and it feels kind of slow because you're sitting down you don't it's just weird and confusing that you have to count this differently 
So Ava. Uh, has, so we're gonna we're gonna get into a bunch of stuff like that. So Ava had listed out those two specific examples, but obviously there are other things that musicians uh, experience with this. And and oh, words. Um, there are other things that we see two ways at a time, or we talk about, um, or we approach from two different directions that we will go on in others. So what? what other things because my brain when i read this question was like yeah i know they exist but i don't know what they are and nicole's like i got a whole list so i do i don't want to i don't want to spoil all of them oh, of but course i will not. and we'll add more after this as well yeah well and you had mentioned you know we had kind of talked about why certain instruments prefer certain keys mm-hmm. uh we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about why venue matters why certain styles of song sound boring, but they have to be played a certain way. Um, and I say boring, that's not the right word. Why it, they just, they don't sound quite as exciting as others. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about like, why does it matter that you count one, two, three, four with the, with the time signature? Like, why do we need to do that? Uh, why is, why is swing time, why is swing written the same way eighth notes are? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's the point of that? You know, we'll, we'll talk about like, why, why do we have things like double flats and double sharps? Also bass clef versus treble clef. Why do you have two different staffs? Yeah. Oh, we have more, and you have more than two. (laughs) We We have way more than two, but like. Why do we have two? Why don't we just use spoiler alert? This is the reason we, it's it's not a good thing. <laughs> uh, ledger lines forever, you know, uh, and and we'll we'll kind of get into some different things like that where it's just odd to look at because your first kind of glance at it, you're like, well, what was the point of this? And we'll we'll dig a little bit deeper into our own knowledge about that. Are you tired of watching your beloved characters being tortured by careless authors? Are you sick of feeling like they could have swapped out all of the painful action and the plot would remain untouched? Subscribe to Books That Burn, the fortnightly book review podcast focusing on fictional depictions of trauma. We assume that the characters' reactions are reasonable and focus on how badly or well they were served by their authors. Join us for our minor character spotlights, main character discussions, and favorite non-traumatic things in the dark books we love. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So, uh, today we are going to talk about a video titled Modern versus Traditional Hurdy Gurdy, parentheses, Tired People Edition. <laughs> uh, we will have a link in our show notes. We will also post it on our Twitter. Um, I... Is it folk skillet? Not actually certain how to say this YouTube channel name and completely. <laughs> but I do want to go ahead and throw out there that I love this channel. It's awesome. Uh 
it's by a traditional or yeah it's by a traditional hurdy-gurdy player and she does kind of a lot of uh well i'm actually assuming pronouns there i don't actually know what pronouns they go by but uh this channel posts a lot of like just information (laughs) about hurdy-gurdy sometimes it's opinions sometimes it's how-tos sometimes it's just information you know if anyone watches brian david gilbert they do a reaction video to his (laughs) video Uh with a hurdy-gurdy in it which i love Uh, weirdly enough that's not how i found this channel that's how i found it (laughs) nikki was like here uh, here's the video for the video that you just saw so now watch this one and also watch their channel and i'm like okay I think YouTube actually recommended me one of their other videos and then that one. And I was like, oh, good. <laughs> Crossover. Uh, oh, I know what it was. It was the Black Sails theme video. That was recommended to me first. Uh, for some reason, because I have not looked up Black Sails music and YouTube was like, you want to die and a hurdy-gurdy player's reaction to this this song? And I was like, I do. Thank you, YouTube. You're so much better than... <laughs> Facebook's algorithm when it comes to giving me things I care about. Uh but yeah, this video <laughs> the big thing Yeah, so I've seen this video several times. Heather, what did you think? The, the big thing that I loved about this video, so it's comparison of a physically traditional hurdy gurdy versus a modern hurdy gurdy. And the thing that just absolutely struck me was so they did a little bit of um what's called a drone apparently i'm learning all the things about it it's a very new instrument in my life i don't have one this is a new just exposure to an instrument and they were doing the drones and uh i literally said to nicole that the modern one sounded like a cello like a just doing a long note on a on a cello and then the traditional one did it and it sounded like someone who was learning how to play cello and just hadn't fully figured <laughs> out the the pressure that you need to do on the string. Um, but I, it's not to say necessarily that it's worse, but it was definitely just no, there's a significant different. difference between the two tones and um, the instruments themselves. The, the contemporary one was much bigger. Um, and it was also... I love personally i love listening to music and instruments that aren't just playing you know renaissance music but sound like the instrument would have at the time um Mm -hmm. it's something i you know i love aesthetics and i love putting yourself in a certain environment and that really helps and i think that those two instruments were a very good encapsulation of that of like the traditional hurdy-gurdy in my brain sounded traditional it has a very it has a very specific <laughs> yeah. tone it's a very beautiful tone it sounds, it's a very, it sounds like that time period it sounds like that time sure. period it sounds very like cool and then the contemporary one sounds like a really good instrument very um it's a lot smoother i would say the tone is mm-hmm. just a lot smoother and a lot richer uh, but not necessarily like better, just in completely depends on, and they said it in the video, it depends on what your own taste is. Um, 
but it is something to be said that like we can have and have had instruments throughout centuries that instrument making technique has changed uh and therefore the instruments no longer sound the same but then you have people who have retained the original technique of creation and therefore can replicate it and so you have these two the same instruments that are wildly different but they're, it's a really cool com uh comparison i was gonna say combination and that's not the right word but comparison i mean it is also a cool combination <laughs> they do play together a bunch yes of the they video. do and it's all i i love in the video um they didn't just go look mine's bigger it has a different tone moving <laughs> yeah. on they were like well what does no. this thing on yours do well this is what it sounds like on mine well what about this thing for you oh and they also i think talked about um some of the structural difference of how it's made and yeah. how it's shaped and how yeah, it's evolved how the soundboard is how the soundboard is or is not attached mm-hmm. and the thickness of it and and how much vibration you feel in the hand it. in the they they call it the knob the trumpet no in the knob in the thing that they're physically twisting and in order to create the sound and uh i um, remember what they called it but yeah it's it's it was really cool it's a really cool video um and definitely the couple of videos i've seen from that channel have been good well-informed they're just really they the the person whose channel it is i don't even know their name their channel's just real cool guys <laughs> yeah it is no they they do a lot of like they're sh- they do a really really good job of making and I, I would like to hope that this is not just that i have spent so many years studying other instruments that this just i can just kind of translate for myself i would i i think it makes sense to a a, a, a lay person <laughs> a, a less musical the less of music um, experience you have does not necessarily mean that you can't follow this person's channel well. Oh, yeah. Like, they just do a really good job of breaking things down and explaining and putting it in really simple, really logical terminology. And I think they also do a really good job of kind of knowing what phrases and words and things and stuff that they are saying that are they're part of the trade and what they need to explain and it's that's honestly that's kind of rare (laughs) when you know there's i watch a lot of uh a relatively large amount i would say of technical videos both for music and dance for instruments i do and don't play dance styles i do and don't dance and there's a lot of people out there who if you are not in that world they're speaking complete nonsense uh i actually sat down and watched because i wanted to see it and i had linked it and and um i sat down and watched a ballet video that was comparing they had a dancer comparing and demonstrating um uh english ballet versus uh russian technique russian ballet and it was i originally wanted to watch the video because i know nothing about english (laughs) uh i i know in america i was taught this is the only place i've ever danced uh i was taught there are a whole bunch of steps that mostly happen the same way kind of everywhere uh everyone points their foot 
pretty much the same way. Everyone tondus pretty much the same way, for example. And then there are certain steps where in America we do the either the Russian version or the French version. But I know nothing about an English style. So I was watching this video and I linked it to my friend and my friend basically came back with, because I know my friend is interested in things like this, and they basically came back with, wow, I got none of that. <laughs> I could not even make it past a certain number of minutes. And so we sat down and we watched it all the way through with me kind of editorializing for what was happening and like pointing things out and pointing at the screen. But that was an example of a channel where... I would not give that to somebody who doesn't already know what they're looking at because the person who is presenting it and explaining it does not do a good job of making it accessible. But this channel does. This channel we watched today, like they are awesome at making things make sense and breaking down concepts and showing you what is happening and what is going on which also shows what their audience is because if your audience is somebody like for the dance video you're probably watching that if you have a background in dance and want to know the different styles well, and so you probably that was the thing have that more. was the thing the way this video was set up it seemed like they were trying to make it accessible to people who had no idea what was going on like they set up this video as like <laughs> This dancer is going to do this same step in two different styles. Which one looks better on her? It was not a technical comparison. So they it did was it just, badly. I'm going to hand this to my dancer twice and we'll see what happens. Like, yeah. they, they framed it as though this is just a cool, fun comparison thing we can do that anyone can watch. But watching it, like, the instructor who was giving the dancer the styles did nothing to make that make sense. Mm -hmm. So I think something, Sarah, some some things that I was thinking about this video. I've for full disclosure, I've seen this video about seven times. <laughs> it this video came out January first, twenty twenty one. We are currently recording it on February twenty second, twenty twenty one. So you know, multiple times a week, it's fine. <laughs> I, I've I have seen it about once a week. Yes, that's accurate. Uh, because it it is interesting to me to listen to these two different variations on this instrument and something that uh kind of catches to me is like the difference in the in the the timbre and the sound there's so much more of a, a re they talk about this in the video too like the resonance difference the shape of the sound uh they talk about the fact that like the more modern one is kind of built a little bit better to blend with other instruments and kind of become the background uh it's it's kind of my personal take on this is that the modern one feels like it is built to be part of a larger sound but the traditional hurdy-gurdy sounds like it it really was just built to be the solo instrument it's built to be its own everything its own chords its own you know, melodic tones and, and everything. But the modern one took this concept of this instrument that is can kind of stand on its own and said, yeah, that's nice. But what if what if you weren't audible and standing out? What if we could put you in and blend you with everyone else? And I don't know. It's it's so interesting to me because um you know in, in various 
parts of different pieces of, of instrumental history, it, this is kind of a, a back and forth thing, right? Yeah. In our modern, our modern music, we like, and I think the modern hurdy-gurdy kind of, you know, I think upholds my point and I realize that that's, has nothing to do with anything else because I'm not giving any other <laughs> examples. But I think in our modern, our modern acoustic music, we really like instruments and we like things that blend. We like things that can mesh and kind of create a single solid sound. We care a lot about uh, stringed instruments that don't have tones that come above everyone else. You know, we care we care a lot about balancing everyone so that we're all equal. And then we care a lot about fuzzy, warm, not, f- I mean, fuzzy is kind of the wrong word, but it feels like it, uh, woodwind sound that kind of, you know, you Maybe don't rich. want that one flute with a different metal because it'll stand out. And we, we like this mixing until you can't tell what instrument is playing, what kind of a feel in our modern acoustic music Mm -hmm. integrated blended rich sound exactly yeah and that's and it's funny to me because at the same time that we really really care about that this is also the era of digital electronic music (laughs) where it's it's not the opposite but it's it's a very different feel and it's it's funny to me because it's a different skill to blend it too oh yeah well what i'm saying is like even if you want the blended sound digitally, it's going it's to so take a different, different way and it's yeah. going to sound different than what you're used to. Yeah, but it, it feels almost to me as a, a listener just like this this opposite's like, okay, well, you know, if electronic is going to be this way, then moder- then our our acoustic has to be this way and it it's it's interesting to listen and see this instrument that started out feeling like I am the only sound that matters. <laughs> I am loud. I can accompany myself. You will hear me. I can do a beat by myself with the trumpet. And then the modern one is like, okay, but what if you also blended and didn't do that? <laughs> and I don't know. It's it's um it's interesting to see that kind of like direct, clear, uh kind of change in how this instrument is being constructed and thought of and and i also really like that in this video they highlight like hey buy the instrument that's going to support the kind of music you want to play if you want to play in the group with the orchestra and you want to blend don't get a traditional one (laughs) because you're going to stand out if you want to stand on a street corner and be your own instrument be the only sound people hear don't get a modern one because it's not going to do what you're asking of it. It's not going to be loud. It's not going to be attention grabby. It's Yeah. You're going to need backup essentially to really project and that's not helpful to you. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool video though. It's a really good uh, it is. comparison. I, honestly, the two. if you like, if you watch this or you hear us talking about it and you're like, huh, that sounds interesting. Go follow this channel. This channel is very informative and very interesting. And again, we'll link the, the video and you can yeah. find it in their channel and everything. It's on our Twitter. It's in the, the episode link. If you have trouble with both of those and you need our help, reach out to us directly and be like, hey, where's that hurdy-gurdy video? Because <laughs> we, I promise you, I will find it for you. 
Uh, I well, I will reach directly into my most likely recent wa- recent watch history and just link it directly to you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. If you would like to interact with us on social media, you can find us at Point and Play on both Twitter and Instagram. To find all of our videos that we talk about on the podcast, as well as other things we think are interesting or important, head over to our Point and Play YouTube channel. If you would like to support us by dropping us some money, you can head over to either our monthly Patreon or our one-time payment Ko-fi link. All of these links are in the episode description. We'll see you next time.